Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of the Grad Life Podcast. Ronan here and I'll be your host today. Today I spoke with Grace Odlum who works as a business development advisor with Asia Market Entry in Singapore. We spoke a lot about her time moving and working abroad in Singapore. Uh, she spoke about her experience with the Enterprise Ireland Graduate Programme and also we spoke a little bit about the route that she took to get where she is today. Enjoy the podcast. Hi Grace, how are you? Hi Ronan, I'm good, how are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Uh, it's obviously late in Singapore at the moment. The yes, it's 20 past 8 on a Monday evening. I'm okay. Yeah, it's 12 <laughs> o'clock here and uh, in, in the morning obviously, so you've You've taken a few hours off my college day, which I'm delighted about. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so have you done a podcast before? No, never. But I've listened to them. So I can't say I'm a podcast expert though. Okay. Well, there's a first time for everything and uh, I'm yes. sure you'll be absolutely fine. And what's the weather like over in Singapore at the moment? Oh, well, we're in our monsoon season. So there's normally hot and hotter in Singapore. So normally during the summer, it can reach up to 35 degrees, which is as you can imagine, very hot. Tough and for the, an Irish person as well. Yes, yes. Yeah. But now at the moment, it's like 25 degrees and people wearing coats. So it's quite a funny concept um, that at 25 degrees, you would wear a coat. But um, today, I actually quite like this kind of period of weather. It's a, it's a bit more cooling. Yeah, um, it's a bit more whatever, relaxing. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's more, yeah, it is funny because yeah. if, if it was 25 degrees in Ireland, people are running to the beaches and things <laughs> like that, you know. It's They're quite a difference. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, so I suppose we'll just get right down to it. Um, your current role is with Asia Market Entry. And yeah. um, would you mind just describing kind of what your role is with them and what they kind of do? Yeah. So I started this role um, in July last year. So previous to that, I'd worked with Enterprise Ireland, which was the graduate program that I came to Singapore on. Uh, so that was a two year um, program. And now I work with Asia Market Entry, which is basically like a market entry firm for um any type of software company that wants to expand into Asia via like um, direct sales or like channel partnering okay. for um, software firms. So my role within that is like business development associate. So basically I do the, I suppose, like the day-to-day -day work of actually helping the companies that are our, our clients um, and they're any type of software company. So most of them would kind of have a hundred employees um, and maybe 50 million revenue um, upwards figures. Um, so they're kind of already... This was established in their market, but they sell um, different types of products. So we only take on SaaS companies and basically okay. help them expand in any market throughout Asia, um, really ASEAN as well. Um, so it's quite a diverse role. There's a lot of, um, as, as it's industry agnostic, so you're working with all different types of software companies, um, be it like uh, different types of like Azure virtual desktop reduction companies, like mining companies, security companies. So you be kind of kind of become an expert at lots of different types of things okay that's very yeah, interesting so it's it's a very different type of role which is what appealed to me about it yeah that's good broaden the horizons mm -hmm. i suppose and then yes. would you say that it's very kind of technical advice that you're involved in or is it a different type uh in, um, in relation to kind of moving into the singapore area um, I would say when I first uh, came to my role in, in Enterprise Ireland, because it's a grad program, you really start from the bottom up. So you're really learning about like lots of different like concepts, like even about like funding of startups. So especially within Enterprise Ireland, they have like they're one of the biggest um, seed funders of companies throughout um, Europe. 
So like the number of companies they actually fund is really large. So you really need to understand um, how funding works as a role. Okay. So that aspect I found was quite technical, but that then carries through into the types of companies I'm working with now. So that's probably the most technical aspect, but really what I do on a day-to-day -day basis is more like strategy and like project management and also like business development. So they're more, I suppose, like kind of your traditional, more management style probably okay. roles. Versus yeah. like needing a technical know-how in every single um company that I'm working for. So the company will work with you and kind of give you an understanding of like how to sell their product. But a lot of the time you kind of would do demos with like a software engineer or something from the actual company. So you're never going to have to be really versed in the technicality of it, but you need to know it to a degree to be able to sell the software. So there's probably okay. a good bit of research that you need to be able to do at the beginning of working with different types of companies um, in my current role. So that's the kind of I suppose, exciting part you're getting your teeth into and you're really understanding like what makes a company tick and also what differentiates their products from competitors who are also trying to say like increase their sales throughout Asia as well. Okay, um, very nice. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it sounds like it was kind of a nice natural progression from you working with Enterprise Ireland to Asia Market Entry and that you could kind of transfer a lot of the, the skills and the things that you learned there. Yeah, so it was actually quite funny because there is kind of like a diaspora of people who work, um, who I suppose like do the EI program in um, Singapore and then yeah. stay in the Singapore market and do some type of business development um, within cool. that. So um, and like a role within that. So actually um, someone had done the program two, two, two years before, four years before me had actually worked for Asian Market Entry um from 2018 to 2021 and then they left and then I basically like joined in 2022 so it's kind of like a continuation yeah um which is kind of funny because it's like it's, I think there's about 3,000 Irish people in Singapore so it's not that many actually given the population's like mm -hmm. six million you know yeah. so um it is quite a like this was a transitory role where you really go from one what I learned in EI really helped me with an Asian market entry but what I always try to do is like progress from one role to the other and try to bring my skill set, but also really identify what I can do to be able to grow my skill set in my new role. Um, so that's really been my key focus. Um, I'm probably learning a lot more about, say now I'm working with American companies and Australian companies and European companies versus I was just working with Irish companies. And as good as Irish companies are, it's always good to have like diverse experience, yeah. I suppose, you know. And deal, deal with um, different types of people and things. Um, exactly. Yeah, well, it, it sounds like it worked out um, quite well for, for you coming away from Enterprise Ireland and moving into yeah. Asian American entry so far. Um, it sounds yes. like, I was going to ask whether you're enjoying the role, but it sounds like you, you really are. And I think yes. probably, I wonder is the fact that you're dealing with different companies like every now and again from different countries and things like that, is that something you enjoy, the diversity of that and the changing kind of dynamic? Because you're dealing yes. with different people as well all the time. Yeah, I would say one of my key... Um aspects in life is to always kind of like basically have an interest in what I'm doing but also like be adaptable to always letting it change throughout um as it takes a course so I really kind of like a challenge and I also like um being able to I suppose adapt as I go along so it's really that's the aspect for me that I really find interesting is like no two days are the same and yeah. you're really trying to like understand different types of companies how they work but also like where they're going in the future so it's kind of like working for multiple companies at once yeah which is 
kind of it's challenging to manage of course it's sometimes especially like time zone differences and things like that but it also makes it a lot more enjoyable because you get to have like different projects different problems different people that you're working with and you could be working with like the CRO one day you could be working with a project manager so it's really like quite a different type of job and because it's a small company as well you're doing a lot so I think you grow up quite quickly in this type okay. of role as well yeah that's good yeah I think it's not a lot of roles that you know normally you might be working within a team in the same company a lot of the time but for you obviously yeah. you're changing from different companies dealing with them so that's quite interesting and yeah, obviously would you would you say there's people skills that it's quite necessary for your role and then maybe I wonder how you developed your people skills and things like that uh-huh so I've always liked chatting to people that was yeah. something I was did at college and that I helps. enjoyed that yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but I think even over COVID you have to learn like different ways like that you talk to people in different mediums so I would say like probably naturally I've developed my people skills along the way in like over college etc but also through COVID you have to learn like when you're speaking to someone on zoom or something versus in person especially like client that it's a very different type of way of speaking to someone so be able to recognize that type of change i think is really important okay. and also like maybe understanding when they're losing maybe attention or they really don't understand something or if there's cultural differences as well um i think it's really important to be able to understand like that whole people aspect of it because no one wants someone to go on for like on and on and on and, on. and yeah. then they're just like wait, I had a question like five minutes ago. Why didn't you ask me? Um, so I think it's really important in that aspect probably to be able to read people, really. Verbal cues is really good um, and visual cues. But um, yeah, so I would yeah, say I think, it's something I've developed. Yeah, that's a very good tip. Yeah, mm -hmm. to be able to kind of read the room and, and read people. Um, and I yeah. suppose kind of a different question now, but uh, in terms of living in Singapore, what's kind of the biggest difference you found maybe to Ireland? Or how did you find adapting uh, to living in Singapore in general? Mm. So I came to Singapore in September 2020. So it was actually um, a funny story because uh, during COVID, um, when I got my place on the Enterprise Ireland grad program, I was actually supposed to go to Sydney. So okay. um, Sydney then was closed because of the border restrictions in Australia. Yeah. So I actually got put in. A, like on a placement into Singapore for six months it was supposed to be at the start but it ended up being my my full two years in the in EI because of the COVID restrictions okay. um so it was funny because I never even chose to come here but yet it ended up being one of the best things that ever happened to me so sometimes I think like in those sort of situations what's for you won't pass you so yeah. it was obviously meant for me but never probably somewhere that I probably might have ever known about myself because I'd never actually even been to Asia I'd never I knew about Singapore, but I, I suppose I'd never thought to live there. Um, but it's it's a really great place. Um, the having sunshine 24 seven, three, six, five days a year is pretty good. Um, I know it's, so a distant, it's, like, it's a distant dream from South Dublin. Yeah. I think it's a great thing to know because um, obviously you never planned for this and you didn't expect it yeah. to happen, but then it ended up working out so well and you're, you're still here at the moment you know what I mean so yes. I suppose not everything that that happens that's a negative thing it, it could turn into a positive yeah. thing in the future yeah uh, absolutely. yeah because without COVID I would probably likely wouldn't be here yeah um yeah. and is our kind of language is something that are necessary in your job or is it English that's mainly spoken or what is the situation there 
Uh, so Singapore is like a country of like different um, cultures. So yeah. but uh, English is the main language. Um, so it's very, very great in that aspect when I first came to Singapore that everything's in English. So that makes it so much easier. Um, so it's definitely a great place, I'd probably say, for people who, like me, have never experienced Asia um, or lived in Asia or traveled through Asia because it's very different and every country is very different culturally as well with religions, um, language, culture, food, everything. So you yeah. really have to kind of like probably Singapore is a great place as a base or a starting point to really explore the region as a whole. Um, but I think for me, um, the language part, I don't speak any other. I speak a bit of German and English okay. and me too. as we all know, Irish a bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't um, think uh, you're going to be in too many instances no. of speaking Irish, unfortunately. No, no, yeah, unfortunately not. So um, I suppose like coming with that language that I didn't have any specific like um, Chinese skills or anything. So um, I've been absolutely fine. I think at the beginning, so in Singapore, they speak English, but sometimes um, there's a local like kind of like tone sometimes called Singlish. So it's Singaporean English. Okay. So it's a lot of times it's it's really funny. It's it's still English, but it's like, it's just different phrases like expressions really. Um, one of them being like at the end of the sentence, someone would say la. So it's literally just like an expression of, um, yeah. and it's took a while to kind of understand at the start what this meant um but the longer you're here and like with my local friends and stuff you would really get to understand what they mean and how to actually even put it in a sentence sometimes um so then yeah it's really cool so I'd say it's more I can understand everyone but some people then maybe have a hard problem understanding my accent okay so you still get that is actually quite clear so I would imagine maybe if someone from Donegal or you know an area like that was over there they might encounter a few problems um yeah but that that's really interesting I didn't I've never heard of the the singlish is that yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. singlish yeah Um, and obviously yeah you've talked about how it's it's quite a diverse region and things like that um have you have you traveled much in your life yourself maybe previous to Singapore or even whilst you were there and do you think that can benefit you in the workplace but also kind of benefit you adapting to a new country when you're working there yeah um I love traveling I always loved it as like a kind of a part-time hobby I suppose if you're lucky enough to call it that um and I think being based in Europe is like so fantastic that you're able to travel so many places and even I used to use like college breaks and I'd go with my friends to like different places like Oslo and I remember bringing like strategy books on the airplane and all this sort of stuff so I really used to try and make the most out of my time being a college student traveling um so yeah I've been lucky enough to like go to lots of different places and but some of the best places I've ever gone to are probably places where um, I've had to push myself to like really um, go and I suppose like experience the culture so like Nepal was the place where I did like a three-week um, women's empowerment leadership program okay, wow. um, in like 2019 so I did it uh, after I finished college but it was a volunteering thing so I was passionate about volunteering when I was in college and I used to do um, soup runs and things with the St. Vincent de Paul so I always had an interest Brilliant. in that so then I went to Nepal and I basically taught like kind of like I used my commerce degree to be able to teach like um local women um about like say supply and demand and how they were um if two people were had a shop beside each other how they if they were sold different products they were able to actually make like um increase their profits and be able to have like diversification and stuff so it was just and a bit of English as well so it's kind of um, like trying to teach them these concepts um so those sort of travel experience I think like broaden you as a person and also professionally like and 
like 10 times over because you really see kind of like how other people live their lives and also yeah. like how that can then benefit benef- that type of thinking really benefits you in the workplace as well because it makes you way more open-minded way more like um understanding of different people um and also how they may think um but also like i think pushes you to really want to see a lot more of the world um so since yeah. covid in singapore i've been able to travel to um a few different places in asia and i really do then you understand how culturally different i suppose every country really is to one another um but it's really it's a fantastic experience if you can travel i think to really go and do it especially when you're young and you don't have that whole resistance of like responsibilities or whatever yeah. you have um i think it's a really great thing to do well, that sounds amazing, and you've definitely covered a lot there. And it sounds like very rewarding, maybe trips, especially to Nepal yeah. and things. And yeah, as you, as you've said there, I'm I'm sure it definitely kind of deepened your understanding of that kind of diversity of the culture. And I'm sure there's kind of things you can bring to the to to the workplace, but also yourself as as a person. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah for sure. Really interesting stories there. Um, I suppose this might be a bit of a difficult one, but. Uh-huh. What would you say is the best thing kind of about your experience um, with it? Well, whether with AME or not in Singapore, and then what's something that was uh, more challenging about kind of living there, moving there and working there? OK, well, I moved here during COVID. So at yeah. the beginning, it was as people, most people would think like it was like, oh, it'd be really it was hard to make friends because the restrictions and stuff kept changing. And then you're trying to join clubs and they wouldn't let anyone new join which is kind of funny so you really have to like push yourself to be kind of creative in the way that you made friends but once you had friends it was like a great environment because nobody was it's a quite a it's a place where a lot of people would be traveling for work and stuff all the time so a lot of my friends now are kind of like um traveling and stuff so it was actually a really good time on hindsight because we were all based in one place and no one was really leaving or coming so um, and that was actually something that I really enjoyed during COVID but also um I suppose like the uh, a bad thing about it maybe would be the weather (laughs) and which sounds crazy but it's like it's very hard to get used to humidity when it's like 80 percent every single day and your hair will go like really frizzy so oh i'd say so yeah it's Uh, it's like these uh, first world struggles (laughs) yeah Yeah. so it's like it's always getting used to it's it's like the everyday practicalities of just like if you maybe you have to change your wardrobe like have a shower three times a day it's different things like that where you just have to really kind of like get with the way it is um I'd imagine so that exercising and things in the weather yes. must be really difficult oh it's okay yeah. So, yeah it was just you really have to prepare prepare your outfit okay you um, might have to so invest, I would say, you might have to invest in maybe an extra fan in the room or something yes. like that yeah okay. <laughs> they actually know they're so smart they have aircon everywhere so it's like okay, it's that's amazing good. like amazing you don't if you you kind of don't need to go outside if you don't want to like there's aircon everywhere um and then a good thing every i would say pretty much everything is good about it um yeah. it's a fantastic place it's so convenient um everyone's really nice um, is the and public transport good excellent you can go um from 6 a.m till 12 a.m at night anywhere all over the island so the island is like about this i think it's about the size of leash so and it has a population which which is where i'm from which is a popular and leash is a population of i think around ninety thousand, and singapore is a population of six million so that's like a yeah that that for me was like mind-boggling at the start i was like wow i can't Um, believe it's the size of leash yeah practically I think so yeah 
So um, so you'd say that it, the public transport is a little bit better than leash. <laughs> Poor leash, I'm afraid so. <laughs> Maybe just marginally. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, but it's um, no, it's really good. It's great. Yeah. So obviously we we've talked about your your current role and kind of what you're doing now, but I'm sure because yes. it's, it's it's so interesting and um I suppose it's really intriguing, but like people would probably be interested to see maybe how you got there and I know you uh -huh. did a commerce degree in UCD so yeah. how was your experience there and would you kind of recommend that course oh definitely um commerce was uh always like my first choice because I liked the aspect of the Erasmus and also the internship so yeah you probably hear a theme that I like to kind of Travel. I like to travel but I also like to kind of have different experiences probably um yeah. Definitely when I was younger, I, I really craved that, I think, because I grew up in rural Ireland and I went to a boarding school where probably a lot of it was um, set out for me, like my day to day. So I think okay. um, for me as a person, I really thought that was a really interesting aspect that you can pair like your learnings, like through like commerce, like your degree, but also like go to a different university. I went to um, Vienna. So I went um, for like about five months um to Vienna in Austria and I did my Erasmus there so that was Lovely. fantastic I met so many cool people there and really like got to know the city um and practice my German um and then I did an internship in uh, Deutsche Bank which was an investment bank in Dublin um and I did it in product management so it was kind of okay. like product product management of financial instruments that are used within the bank um so that was fascinating and something that um really opened my eyes to the real working worlds but also like different types of teams how they were operated and also like even how a bank um how an investment bank ran itself and um, so that was kind of like the first thing I did and then I um went back and did my final year in UCD and I okay. think actually having that so that makes it a four-year degree but having that third year kind of like out definitely makes you see the degree in a different light because you can I think you can apply a lot more of the knowledge that you've learned on the job back into the degree and you're just a bit okay. more mature as well yeah. so I definitely recommend anyone to do that lovely can I just ask um so that yes. was probably your third year you got the chance to do Erasmus yeah. for one semester and then work experience for a different semester no it? so it's end of second semester was Erasmus and the third the internship was all of the third year Oh, okay. I yeah. understand a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I'm not sure maybe with COVID, did it change while? Because I'm in my oh, fourth year in UCD okay. at the moment, but yeah. I think maybe it, it mightn't have changed, but just during that COVID time. Um, but yeah, that's great that you got to do both Erasmus yes. and work experience. You, you must have left maybe fully, like as if kind of you got a rounded experience. Um, yes. I think. Yes. That's great. You do. And was, was the Erasmus something that inspired you to work abroad? I know you kind of had uh, that interest in travel probably. anyway. Probably, but also I think I always wanted to work abroad. That was like my number one thing since probably forever. Yeah. Um, and I think like I wanted to do that straight away when I left college. Um, however, I didn't, you need to kind of, I suppose, have a plan and a way of doing it, um, especially with different um, requirements in different countries for visas and things like that. Really the best way probably is to join, like uh, try to get on like a grad program or something. Um, because it's kind of a lot of it is done then from an early age, the kind of like the hard parts about like the red tape and stuff are kind of done for you, especially. So I think, and it gives you kind of more of a setup um, to be able to do, but it's also just more, a bit more achievable probably. Um, okay. you probably have yeah. that added security with a company maybe when you're going abroad and things 
yeah especially if you're moving like far away like I did where it's yeah. like the other side of the world um and say if you didn't know anyone it's just a lot of kind of I suppose it's a big thing so you just have to be move. comfortable yeah. with it yeah yeah Absolutely. um so I think yeah I just I'd always wanted to do it so I think the first opportunity I got I was like yes I'd love it well yeah. it's great that I suppose you got to go to Vienna and then you got to go to to Singapore so I suppose you've really achieved that so far yeah back to your time in UCD you obviously were involved in a couple of societies I think investments yeah. and economics and things and were they beneficial would you say in kind of gaining experience outside of work or maybe just when applying for jobs um because I know a lot of people that would be listening to this will be kind of applying for roles and things uh-huh. um was that maybe something that you could rely on to say well I did this and I had responsibility and things like that yeah definitely I think anything you're able to show you had like any type of like um involvement as like a certain role um you can name the role definitely um really helps to kind of set you apart from other people but also I think um it's really important also to have some type of like charity work or um social responsibility work um on your CV as well because that for me is an area that I'm probably asked about the most whenever I do interviews um because people I think globally tend to um, find that quite interesting and also it can kind of like show characteristics of you as a person as well Um, because I think that's really important that you really need to come across like as your own person rather than just the roles you've done in the past Um, but definitely I think having showing you you've had a responsibility definitely um, within a society definitely can help you Um, and the more societies you're probably involved in the better. I would say. Okay. Well, I think, yeah, yeah, that's a great tip to have in terms of the the kind of charitable organizations and, and, and employers kind of looking at you as a person rather than maybe some of the roles that you've had. But uh, yeah, yeah, thanks for that. Um, And I suppose we're kind of nearly finishing up now, but did you go straight into the graduate program with Enterprise Ireland then after you finished college? Was that the way you went or did you? Uh, did you... No, I did okay. one year in um, management consulting at PwC. So I did... um portfolio and program management so I did that for one year and then COVID happened and then during COVID I went with Enterprise Ireland so I had a little bit of experience in I suppose like a job in Dublin um also in like one of the big four and um just I think like that's also like a different path that a lot I know a lot of people take um and I and I suppose like my one thing was always like I want to go away so it's like how how could I do that? So that was, I suppose, my goal. Um, but it depends. I think it's really important when you leave college to have a goal for yourself. Like people always talk about like a five-year goal. And I actually think that's really important. It's like, where do you see yourself in five years to really envision that when you leave college and um, decide what that is for yourself, but also um, see what are the steps to actually get there as well. Um, cool. Yeah, so I think that's really good. And yeah, it's actually the last question now. But what piece of advice would you give to someone maybe coming out of college who wants to work abroad obviously you've had a lot of experience in it and is there anything that you would say maybe it's good for them to know or just anything any tip around okay I would say be open-minded because that's what made me land here and don't say to yourself uh, oh I have to go to New York I have to go here because there might be somewhere better that suits you as a person and I think that's what ends up being the better um, I suppose like result if the person and the place match um, and if you're if you're lucky enough like me to be able to find a place like that then you're on to a very good start in terms of your working abroad journey um, so I would say in that just yeah keep an open mind but also like do your research and also maybe set achievable goals but also like stretch goals to really say to yourself 
where 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 is the what's the best opportunity I could get for myself um because even though you're young it's like you can do whatever you want just believe in yourself it might sound cringy but I'm like it actually does work if you do <laughs> stand true stand true yeah yes. um, and I think you're you're obviously a great example of someone who kept open-minded and uh, because you got you know denied unfortunately your first choice due to COVID and then you ended up somewhere that you're really really enjoying so yes yeah it's a good example um grace thanks so much for coming on the podcast i think people are going to be uh it's there's a lot of helpful stuff in there and it's great listening to your experience and so thanks well thanks for having me on renan and i think it's a really good idea i wish i we had this when i was in college yeah it's a great thing in fairness it was a pleasure to have (laughs) you so i'm just going to end the podcast here thanks very much